You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening. This week it is episode 82 and we are talking Star Fox for the fucking Super Nintendo. Welcome back. It is so good to be back with you guys. Thanks for your patience. Uh, and I guess this isn't fake enthusiasm. I am fucking excited. I missed this show. Um, in case you didn't know, I lost my voice uh, over some uh, week or two doing some comedy shows. You can probably still hear it. I've got a hint of puberty, uh, still uh, traces of it still in the old vocal cords there. Um, I had to take the week off, but we're back. Let's fucking go. And uh, you know what's crazy, you guys, is our podcast downloads are up 5% over the previous two weeks. So uh, the two weeks that just passed to the two-week sec- uh, week like uh, section prior to that were up 5%, and we haven't released an episode in two weeks. So without dropping an episode, our downloads went up 5%. That is insane to me. So uh, thank you to every single one of you that's been downloading, all of you. I've received a lot of messages over the last two weeks from new listeners. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for checking out the show. I know some of you have mentioned uh, your new listeners on Spotify and pointed out that the early uh, chunk of the podcast is not available on there. They 
fucked us. Um, just to give you the quick, quick and short of it, I guess, like when I started uploading the show way back like a year and a half ago, it was working great. And then all of a sudden they stopped showing up on Spotify after like six or seven episodes and I didn't know why. And uh, they, they, I reached out to Spotify and they were like, oh, they're not MP3s. They're not, because I, I guess I was uploading it as a different type of format, like a, a wave file or something. And uh, they were like, it's not an MP3. So we couldn't bring it over to Spotify, even though they were for the first seven or eight episodes. So I had to refresh the feed once I noticed that they weren't going over there anymore. But that's why there's 30 or 40 missing. So if you're new to the show and you're listening on Spotify, like, fuck yeah. Thanks for hanging around. Thanks for checking us out. And if you want to catch all the episodes that are missing, you can literally find them everywhere except Spotify. They're on every other, like Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube. I think they're on all of those. There might be one or two missing off YouTube because we caught uh, copyright flags. Uh, I know the Grand Theft Auto Vice City episode got flagged because I used uh, that Flock of Seagull song, but I don't get too many listens on YouTube anyway, so... You know, I I was worth the chance. Fuck them. But anyway, uh, the point I was trying to make is our downloads actually went up despite not releasing an episode. And that uh, is really fucking cool. Because admittedly, like I've worked pretty hard to try to gain a following here. And when I had to take a week or two off, I was afraid that we'd lose all of the ground we kind of made up. But uh, but we didn't. We're, we didn't. So uh, thank you guys all. We're at almost 5,000 downloads in the last 30 days. And that's without an episode in two weeks. So fuck yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, I guess quickly, if you want to skip through all the rest of this and just listen to us talk about Star Fox, you can. If you look in the description box, there will be a timestamp. Uh, but I suggest hanging around because I got some really cool stuff to talk about. Um, uh, including, uh, here comes your quick Patreon plug. Next week, I will be doing shoutouts to everyone that is subscribed on our Patreon. I'll also be doing the prize draw next week because I'm on the road again most of this week, but then I'm home for a few days before I hit the road again. So I got to get the prize draw out of the way. You'll be getting your shoutouts next week and your first bonus episode of the podcast will be going live on Monday and it may or may not be about a certain shovel wielding night. Um, and if you like it, when I get passionate about a game, this episode will be the one for you. So it's a great time to sign up two bucks a month. You're going to get in. If you get in, uh, I would suggest getting in by Sunday. Uh, what is Sunday? Uh, so I, I didn't have my calendar open here. Sunday is the ninth. Um, you know, yeah, I would get in. You know what? I would get in by Friday the 7th because I'll probably get the draw out of the way on the 8th. So get into the podcast if you want to get in on this month's draw by Friday the 7th. You'll get entered in the draw. You get all that stuff. Plus, you get 14 bonus episodes of the podcast all sitting there waiting for you. Seven Q&As, seven game reviews, Cuphead, Octopath, Traveler, Golf Story, Pokemon Sword and Shield, The Link's Awakening Remake, The Messenger, and Celeste with number eight, Shovel Knight, coming on Monday. There's your plug, patreon.com. Slash remember the game, $2 a month. And thank you all so much. We got some new Patreons. I'm going to give all the shout-outs next week. But uh, welcome aboard, and thanks to all of you for supporting the show. And I can't wait to give away another prize. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I got a little bit of news. What are we at here? We're five minutes. We're doing fine. And my voice is holding up. We're okay. Um, when I talk low like that, hey, it's, yeah. I mean, my girlfriend hates it, but I don't know. You guys probably hate it, too. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. I posted about this over on my Instagram and stuff, too. At uh, member the game. We'll follow you back follow us instagram and twitter uh there's a company in japan in tokyo 
I believe they're called Marik Marikar. M A R I K A R. Marikar Marikar. I don't know how to say it. But anyway, you've probably seen something about them. They're like this wicked fucking cool company in Tokyo where you can pay money to drive around Tokyo on go karts and they give you like a full tour of Tokyo on these go karts, but you can do it dressed as Mario characters. Like the cost includes the go kart plus the rental of a character costume and shit like that. Um, my girlfriend and I did it when we were in Japan a couple years ago. Uh, and, and I swear to like, I'm not, this is not any kind of hyperbole or exaggeration or anything. Uh, one of the coolest experiences of my whole fucking life, like Tokyo. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know if I have any listeners in Tokyo. If I do, please reach out to me because I have a crush on your entire country and the, in, in Tokyo and in Japan. I fucking loved it over there. Uh, it was such a beautiful city and ripping around it on these, like when, when I say ripping around on these go-karts, like we were going like 50, 60 miles an hour at times across these beautiful bridges, just looking out at the ocean and everything dressed as I dressed as Bowser and my girlfriend dressed as princess peach. And it was so fucking cool. Um, and we were in a group of six and there were two other guys in our group. I don't know where they were from. We didn't really talk to them and they dressed as Mario and Luigi, which was rad. But then the other two people, this guy and this girl, this couple dressed as like cookie monster and minion. And I was like, you clearly don't play video games, but like there's a Wario costume, a donkey Kong costume and a Yoshi costume fucking right there. And if you could just dress as two more video game characters for the sake of these pictures, that would have been so fucking really, but they had to be Cookie Monster and Minion. And so whenever you look at all of our pictures, it's my girlfriend and I at the front, like side by side, sitting in like downtown Tokyo in these go-karts dressed as Princess Peach and Bowser. Then behind us is a Minion and Cookie Monster. And then behind them is Mario and Luigi. And it uh, just probably bothers me a lot more than it should. But anyway, the point I wanted to go with this whole story is Nintendo sued them. Um, and they've, they've been fighting with each other for a while. And basically, Nintendo won, and I think they won like a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar cash settlement, which I, I have to assume is a lot of fucking money to like a little company like this. And they're not allowed to use Mario or Nintendo character costumes anymore. Um, I guess Nintendo filed it as like, a, "Hey, we're not associated with you. You guys can't do that." And I'm a little bit like, they advertise all over their site that we're not a, we're not associated with Nintendo. We're not. We have nothing to do with them. This isn't Nintendo authorized or anything. Um, to me, like they're giving out go kart tours and you renting out costumes. Like I could go buy a Mario costume tomorrow and rent it out to people. Uh, I don't. I don't quite get how it works, but for where I guess they can't do it anymore, which is a real kick in the pants. Like, cause like half of the cool, like, dude, I'm telling you guys, like, when you're dressed up as these Nintendo characters on these go karts sitting in downtown Japan, every time you stop at a light, fucking people are just like taking pictures of you and waving at you and smiling, and you feel like a little celebrity. Legitimately, one of the probably the five coolest days of my life. It was fucking incredible, and it'll still be fun if you ever go to Japan. I highly recommend you take the go kart tour. Uh, but unfortunately, you can't dress as a Nintendo character anymore while you do it, which is a real kick in the teeth. Fucking uh. like, I love you, Nintendo. I love you. I like we are soulmates. But why? Why you got to be like that? Right. Why? You know, I love Tokyo so much, too. God, I love that. I would move there if I had the opportunity. I would move to Tokyo. No joke. Uh, and I love Canada. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, oh, oh, Canada and all that good stuff. But I, I fuck, I would love to move to Tokyo. Uh, the Switch, the Switch recently, speaking of Nintendo, recently surpassed the Super Nintendo in lifetime sales. Um, and I've said it on here many times. You guys know I'm a Nintendo fanboy. The, the Switch, in my own heart, has recently passed the Super Nintendo as my favorite console of all time. And that's not something I say lightly. 
Uh, but like literally the only thing left to do is put another half a dozen of my favorite Super Nintendo games on the Switch, uh, primarily Donkey Kongs and Earthbound and maybe Final Fantasy IV. And uh, like all of my favorite games from the Super Nintendo would be on the Switch along with all the great Switch titles and I could play them all on the go. Uh, it's my favorite console ever, and it's cool to see it's so successful that it recently surpassed the Super Nintendo. It also recently surpassed the Xbox One, and the and I'm not shitting on Xbox One. I know I used to, but for anyone that's been listening to the show lately, I own an Xbox One now, and I uh, am quite smitten with it. But the Nintendo Switch came out in 2017. The Xbox One came out in 2013. And so in four less years, the Switch has outsold it. Like, it is on fire. Uh, I'm looking at the numbers right now. The Switch is at 52.5 million. Next up is the NES at 62 million. So they're less than, they're about te- they're less than 10 million behind the NES. So they're going to pass that. Nintendo's come out and said it's going to be around for a few more years. They're not getting rid of it anytime soon. And uh, I would love to see it catch the Wii. Because if you take, like, the Game Boy line and the Nintendo DS line out, and you just go with, like, home consoles... Which I know the Switch is portable, but whatever. If you if you take those out of the equation, the Wii is the best-selling Nintendo console of all time at 101 million, and I don't think it's impossible that the Nintendo Switch catches it. If I'm not mistaken, this like because the PS4 is the second best-selling home console ever after the PS2, and I don't think anyone's ever going to touch the PS2. But if I'm not mistaken, the Switch is outselling the PS4 as far as its rate, like where this PS4 was uh, at, at this point in its lifespan compared to the Switch. So Nintendo, like, after the Wii U and the horrible fuck-up the Wii U was, like, you've you've really turned the corner. You're fucking rolling. Do not fuck this up. Make the Switch the best-selling system of all time instead of that fucking white turd, the Nintendo Wii. I hate that thing. So uh, so anyway, that was really cool. I saw that. made me happy because I love the Switch, and I'm glad it's doing so well. Uh, speaking of, I'll talk a little PS4, a little Xbox One, and then we're going to get to Star Fox. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake is delayed slightly. I can't remember if I mentioned that on the last episode I did or not, but the point is this new footage dropped of it, uh, including the part, I guess spoilers, I, I can't imagine anyone listening to this doesn't already know, but there's a point where uh, Cloud has to dress up like a girl to try to convince this guy to talk or something. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't matter anyway. Um, and everyone was curious if they were going to put the, the cross-dressing scene in the game, and they did, and they've actually released some footage of it, and it looks dope. This game looks remarkable it's fucking gorgeous like i i'll admit it like i have completely bought into the hype uh well i've almost completely bought into the hype i i won't be pre-ordering it uh i haven't bought that into the hype you guys know i've ranted about that on here before i'm pretty anti-pre-order a game has got to be something special before i'll give you money for it before i buy it particularly as a digital gamer uh, I, I don't have to worry about you selling out. I can buy it anytime and it'll download in like an hour or two. So uh, I'm going to check out the reviews first, but I cannot imagine a way I don't play it. I'm very excited. It looks gorgeous. We're all excited. We're all looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII remake. My one concern is how long this game is going to be because they're saying this is like, this is just part one, which fucking chaps my ass because they're going to bend us over for like three or four parts to this fucking game. Um, but this part is just Midgar. If I'm not mistaken... This game will end when you leave Midgar, is what they've been saying. And they've also said, because I think that only takes, I haven't played Final Fantasy VII in fucking years, but I don't think it's that long before you leave Midgar. It's got to only be five or six hours tops, right? And they're saying uh, that they've really flushed it out and it's going to be a full-size game. But I'm curious to know what a full-size game is. like Because I'll be honest with you, if it's like a 10-hour game, I'm not going to be that impressed. Even I don't care how much you flush it out. Like if it's only ten hours, I'm not going to be that pleased. If you hit that twenty hour mark, I mean, ideally it's a thirty or forty hour thing. I don't think it's going to be. Um, but you better hit at least twenty. 
square and it better be good it better not be fucking garbage you know um but it, it just it looks sick i'm excited if you haven't seen it yet i shared the trailer over on our facebook page facebook.com slash remember the game it looks sick i'm excited go check it out uh what a crazy year this is the last thing i wanted to touch on before i get to what i've been playing and then we'll talk star fox uh what a what an insane year for gaming 2020 is gonna be it is fucking like 2019 was fine but i mean like control uh one game of the year uh and people seem cool with that but the reason they won a game of the year was because there was no massive triple a you know red dead 2 grand theft auto last of us fucking whatever you know nuclear you know breath of the wild fucking bomb dropped in 2019 and in 2020 like holy hell just off the top of my head some of the games that are gonna be coming out on 2020 like this in the next 12 months it's a, a new halo is coming out with the new x oh yeah we're getting a new xbox and a new playstation the xbox series x the ps5 are coming out with that we're going to be getting a new halo there's last of us 2 cyberpunk final fantasy 7 remake avengers doom eternal resident evil 3 remake there's a new ori game who knows what else is going to pop up and that's just for xbox and playstation then you look at nintendo they've got animal crossing breath of the wild 2 is still possible but it's starting to sound more and more like that's not going to happen but now rumors are floating around that we may get a new Mario Kart, which would be f- fucking ridiculous, right? You know, uh, plus who knows if Nintendo and Microsoft team up more. There's all these rumors about Game Pass or maybe xCloud or something showing up on the Switch. We're getting new Smash Brothers DLC. It's just, fuck, man. Like, what an insane time to be a gamer. Like, I love my Switch. I am adoring my Xbox One thanks to Game Pass. And there's your... I'm going to plug the shit out of Game Pass forever because it's incredible. I cannot wait to get my hands on a PS4 again in time for Final Fantasy VII Remake in April. There's just so many games. And I'm trying to go through more old retro games for this show. Like, I just... It's too much. Like... It's too much. I cannot imagine if fucking 12-year-old me knew the access to, that, to games that I would have in 2020. He would lose his mind. What an insane time to be a gamer. I fucking love it. It's the best. Oh, yeah. And then there's that Google Stadium, Stadia, fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. New Xbox, new PlayStation, Switch is on fire. It is a good time to be a gamer. What have I been playing? You guys are probably wondering. I've been gone for two weeks. What have I been playing over that time? I'm going to tell you right after this. Hey geeks, I love video games and I also love pro wrestling. And after hyping it up for about a year and a half now, my new wrestling podcast is here. Wrestling with Wrestling. It looks at the workings of WWE, NXT, AEW, and whatever else I want from the world of the squared circle. Give it a shot. Search for Adam Blank Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WWWrestlingPod. P-O-D will follow you back. Check it out. And thanks to all of you that have checked that show out and gave me good reviews on it as well, too. It obviously isn't getting the numbers that remember the game is, but fucking it's been cool. So thanks a lot. Uh, what have I been playing over the last two weeks? What I haven't been able to talk and I've been working on getting my voice back. Uh, I played through and finished Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, good. Uh, good. Not great. Good. I, it started out great. I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, I, 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 when I started playing it, I was like, this is fucking awesome. And admittedly, I, 
Like, I kind of felt like it overstayed its welcome. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck was going on in the story. I have no idea. I don't know if that's because I wasn't paying close enough attention or what, but I have no clue what the fuck the story was going to be. A couple of times I kind of had to look up what to do. It was very cryptic. Um, it, now, as a spirit, I don't know if it's a spiritual successor to Castlevania or not. I drew a lot of comparisons to Castlevania, and particularly Symphony of the Night. And I never finished Symphony of the Night. I only ever played it for a little while on my Vita. But uh, I guess this is kind of a spoiler for Bloodstained. I was about 40% of the way through the map, and then I ran into the apparent final boss and beat him, and then that was just it. It rolled the credits, and it was over. And I was like, well, what the fuck? And then it turns out that much like Symphony of the Night, uh, you can go way further in, and there's like a whole different final boss and everything if you uh, put more work into it. But I didn't know what the fuck to do, and it just, it was good. It's just so much backtracking and shit and trying to figure out where to go and and then, like, to 100% it to try to get all the different fucking items and all the side quests and food and everything. Fuck that. But I, I did beat the true final boss. Um, I finished it with, like, 99.5% of the map. I couldn't figure out what, like, two little spots I was missing. Uh, good. I don't know if I'll ever go. I doubt it. Well, I, I don't I not know. I will not ever go back to it. Um, I don't know if I would suggest it like for like 50 or 60 bucks or anything or 40 bucks or whatever it is. But if you see it on sale and you like those types of games, it's fun. It, I would put Hollow Knight ahead of it. I would put Ori in the Blind Forest ahead of it as far as like Metroidvanias go, Guacamelee uh, as well. Uh, but it was good. It was fun. It was a fun game. Uh, I'm playing through The Witcher 3 on my Switch. And I'm. it's very like it's almost uncomfortable for me to play because I'm really enjoying it. It's fun. But like. As, as I'm sure most of you know, like Witcher 3 is an absolutely gargantuously big game. And I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to 100% it, but I really want to finish it. I want to see how the story is. But I'm like, I have so much other stuff I want to play. And every time I log in and, and chip away at Witcher 3, I'm, I finish it and I like turn off my Switch and finish my session. And I'm like, fuck, like, should I have been playing something else to try to be trying to get through stuff that I can actually get through? Because The Witcher 3 seems so daunting, but... Uh, but it runs good. If you've been considering it on the Switch and you haven't picked it up, I would I would endorse it. I haven't found it broken at all yet. I'm having fun with it, and uh, I'm gonna finish it eventually. Maybe just in time for fucking Cyberpunk, and that'll become my new. It's it's a great side piece, like to go with like a, a shorter game that you're working on to just have a big game like Witcher Three or I guess Red Dead Two or one of those games that you can just plug away at forever. Uh, so it's going good. Uh, I played a certain Dolphin Cetric Genesis game on my Sega Classic. Uh, but I've rage quit it too many fucking times. We'll cover it on the show upcoming. I have a session scheduled to talk about it immediately. And if you follow my social media, again, at member the game, you can uh, see my thoughts on it as of now. But uh, fucking whoever, I'll have his name for the episode. Whoever was in charge of, of that fucking dolphin, a certain dolphin that starts with an E on the Sega Genesis is a sick fuck. Um, and then I'm firing up Resident Evil 3 tonight on my PlayStation Classic. I, uh, I'm pretty excited to get my hands on that. I want to finish it before the remake comes out. I want to talk about it here on the show. So that's my next retro project is Resident Evil 3. I'm going to fire that up probably about an hour after I'm done this. Good enough, you guys. It's 20 minutes. I got to shut the fuck up. I missed you guys. I know it's been 20 minutes. You can skip it if you want. If you're still listening, you didn't skip it. You shouldn't skip it. Let's get to this week's episode. It's episode 82. We are talking Star Fox for the Super Nintendo. And when I posted the teaser for this week's episode, I got some love on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I had some of you guys commenting and talking about, fuck yeah, and can't wait, and and yeah, Slippy, and talking about his voice and stuff. And I remember playing it as a kid, and I remember stupid Slippy and his whining and his fucking help me fox or whatever it is he used to say uh but if you haven't played it say you haven't played it since the mid 90s when it came out um maybe play it 
before you yell at me. Like, listen to the episode, and then before you yell at me for criticizing your beloved Space Zoo adventures, uh, try playing it and just see how well it's held up. As, uh, my pal Tyler is here. He's a big Star Fox fan, and we are taking you guys all the way back to 1993 this week. I'm going to cue some music. And we are going to talk Star Fox that originally released here in North America on March 26, 1993. Kick back and relax. Enjoy the show. Let's talk Star Fox. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. the distinction Tyler of being the very first guest on the show here in 2020 I don't know when the episode will actually go live it may not be forever till but, but 2021 20, yeah till 2021 <laughs> yeah right I wish I had that many in the bank that'd be fucking sick uh but as we record this it is January 7th 2020 so happy new year my friend because I have not seen you in quite a while actually yeah happy new year and uh thanks for braving the cold that uh is, is out there to come over and talk Star Fox fucking Star Fox I feel like we're running out of like the the like premier titles to talk about on the show. Like I'm slowly creeping into more of the niche titles, but I think Star Fox still falls into that premier I think category. So. I, I think it's a, a staple to the Nintendo universe. He's a character in Smash Brothers. That means he is. <laughs> yeah, that means everything. That right? means everything. So is Wii Fit Trainer. So <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Man, uh, lots of people. My mom played Wii Fit. Every, <laughs> fuck, everybody played Wii Fit for like four days. Um, okay, New, so New Year's resolution. Wii yeah, Fit. that's it. Yeah, Wii Fit. Uh, Star Fox is weird, man, because it's. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I've got some pretty non-positive views on a lot of aspects of this game. Um, I feel like Star Fox is one of those franchises Nintendo just doesn't, like, 
they don't use it. I don't know why. I don't know if maybe they think like because they've released quite a few games in the series. Like I know there's the 3DS one, there's Star Fox 64, there's Star Fox Adventure on the GameCube, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. Um. That was that was the one where you actually could get out of the ship. Or I never where, played it, but I think there, that's one. There's one where your ship actually like. Oh, that's the newest one, I think. Yeah, I know some people don't like it uh, because you could walk around or something. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know if maybe Nintendo looks at it as like, hey, for the amount of money it costs to develop these, he's not a big enough franchise to sell. Like, I, I feel like Star Fox is like half of a grade above like Kid Icarus and Punch as far as like they just don't do anything with them. Like yeah, they haven't yeah, done yeah, anything yeah. with okay. them in a while. I'm not shitting on it. I'm not saying quality wise. I'm you're, just saying, saying they should. Yeah, Star Just Fox like is like <laughs> Star Fox should. is like is like the Black Widow of the or the Hawkeye of the Nintendo uh, cinematic universe. Like we know he's there and he's good. He's cool. He has a cool factor. Yeah, but they just don't do anything with him. Yeah. I don't get why. Like like I just was looking and like the last Star Fox game to come out. Well, okay, technically the last Star Fox game to come out was Star Fox Two, on the fucking Super Nintendo Classic and on the Switch Online. But before that, it looks like it was Star Fox Zero on the Wii U. I didn't know there was a Star Fox game on the Wii U. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Dude, and I, there you go. So I love Wii U. I love Nintendo. And I didn't even know there was a fucking Star Fox game on the Wii U. So, so it's actually their uh, their marketing department is dropping the ball. Yeah, Nintendo, I feel like, if you're yeah. listening. Well, I mean, the thing is. I just want to let you know. Fox <laughs> McCloud deserves to be marketed the, better. There's only 15 Wii U's out there. So, like, if four <laughs> people bought the game, then that's. Anyway. It's, it's a success story. We're not talking about the Star Fox franchise. We're talking about the original. Super Nintendo Star Fox. Came out in 1993? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah. March 26, 1993. Uh, do you like it? Uh, yeah. I would say, as a child, one of my favorite games on the Super Nintendo. I thought the... Uh, there, weren't, there weren't like really good flying games at that point. It's not like Ace Combat was out yet on the no. PlayStation or anything like that. And like the flight simulator on the computer was stupid because all you did was, all right, taking off my Boeing 763... Flying in the air, okay, right? Yeah, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. It, you actually have, like, a protagonist, you know, a solid cast of characters yeah. that are memorable. Like, you know, those voice lines, re- re-listening to them. I was like, oh, yes. Okay. So I have so Oh, fuck. All right, so let's just get into it. Yeah, Let's just get into this fucking game. But it's a good game. It's a good game. It's It's Especially for the time that it came out. For its time, it's a good game. Like, When was the last time you played Star Fox? Have you played it recently? Yeah, on my uh, my SNES retro, like my little the S Super Nintendo Classic. The yeah. classic, yeah. It uh, I I literally was playing it two hours ago on my Switch. Like I've I've been playing it the last few days because I haven't played it in so long, and Did I was like, I'm gonna fire it fired up. No, because it takes about a half an hour. Yeah, it's not. So like that was one of the first because I hadn't <laughs> played it, dude. If it came out in '93, I never owned it. We used to rent it. My friend Rob owned it. I probably haven't played it since about 95 until yeah. like the last month when I was like, all right, better start playing it for the podcast. Uh, it is, it is fucking short. Short, uh, super short. <laughs> like, cause you can pick one of the three different courses, right? And it's like, it basically is like easy, medium or hard. Yeah. Um, and, but you can also like warp to the different courses based on how you do on a level. Like I think there is a way in the asteroid belt to, I, you blew up three asteroids or something and then you go through a circle and pew. Oh, I didn't know that. So there's like warp zones then yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so like, I mean, I guess they had to do that kind of shit to give it a I little I might be bit. mixing up Star Fox 64 and the Super Nintendo one. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty sure the original had warp zones it, as well. I mean, it would make sense because there's literally only, otherwise there'd be like, if you spent like 60, 70, $80 on this fucking game as a kid or your parents bought it for you or something, if literally you just went through those three maps and beat it and then that was it you could have wrapped this thing up in two or three hours and been like well 
You're Fuck. overestimating my abilities as a child. Okay. Video games. Now, let me just say for the record, <laughs> playing this as an adult now, I couldn't beat it. Uh, really? As a kid, I could. But as I'm playing it now, I'm, I'm like, this game has aged fucking horribly. Yeah. Horribly. And I love retro games. And mm. I can look past a lot of aging things with games because I'm like, well, that's how it was at the time. And I get, and I'll give it its credit. There is some stuff to it that I'll give it props for because there's great things it did well and at the time there was nothing like it of that's, course exactly that's, that's the big thing yep. is, and they promoted the shit out of that so that sure they did the fx chip yeah they, they were like whoa to real me, 3d action oh god to me this felt it literally you know what it felt like it felt like a nintendo 64 demo on the super nintendo because it was so polygonal and just so basic like you're flying through like a, a fucking field and there's just these literal rectangles yeah. with flashing triangles on the top and those will fall on you and i it's i get it i understand what it did and the graphics and the 3d and all that shit but like it has aged horribly oh, yeah i was like this sucks playing it now fucking suck and no i couldn't beat it because i couldn't tell what the fuck <laughs> am i i was like what am i even i mean i shoot, sure as a kid i was at into everything it. shoot at everything yeah but then when you shoot at everything your fucking teammates are like hey watch your aim fox fuck and i'm like them. go fist yourself falco <laughs> you stupid fuck get out of my way oh <laughs> fucking star fox um I hate I hate two of your three teammates. One and a half. I hate one of you half of your I teammates. I hate all of them. I hate Peppy. Absolutely. Peppy is the crappiest fucking character. Beep, 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 beep. Just the, oh, the stupid rabbit that doesn't do fucking. What do your teammates do outside of occasionally flying through being like, hey, I need some help. And then you help them and two of them thank you. And Falco tells you to mind your business. Falco's the best one because <laughs> uh, he's an asshole and I respect that. So if you equate the Star Fox team to Ninja Turtles, Falco is the Raphael. Falco is the Raphael. So You're right. Just, but he's much cooler than actual Raphael because he still <laughs> seems like he's willing to help the team sometimes um i don't understand like i get that your teammate is i guess your teammates are there to like it literally feels like they threw them in to break up the monotony of you just if it was just you like if you didn't have those three popping up saying shit this would be the boringest fucking it would be so boring it would be be like galaga galaga i would say galaga Galaga? that's what it would be it'd be a 3d galaga it it would be 3d uh so them so they throw them in, and I get that, like, I, I mean, Peppy sucks. He doesn't even have a personality. He just feels like the obligatory fourth member. Well, he's your he's your mentor. He trained Fox. He Did taught he? him everything he knows. Well, then how come he can't do anything? Except he sucks. Oh, Fox, Fox. Fox is the, the prodigy. <laughs> right. Like, it literally feels like the other three are there to do nothing. That's yeah. just, so it's like, okay, so there's Peppy, the stupid rabbit that apparently trained the Fox. Yeah. Which makes no sense, because Fox yeah, is and rabbit. There's some nerd out there being like, uh, actually. Uh, well, uh, actually, Peppy was, fuck off. Um, yeah. Then there's falco the asshole who i like yeah. uh and then there's uh and then there's skippy the frog it, who i tolerate slippy slippy did i call him skippy yeah he looks like a skippy i thought it was a girl no he's a big fat guy with the cap on no way i thought it was a short chubby girl no that's a it has to be a guy all right because i well oh fucking oh 2020, god 2020 gender's fluid i'm clipping on it right now slippy is slippy toad is a character from the he was created by Shigeru ah. Miyamoto. yeah slippy um well now i have this weird attraction to a male so, frog <laughs> so like but like and i get that they're there to like again they throw a little bit of humor they are a little humorous like yeah. they throw a little bit of of uh sizzle onto the steak here but like they don't do anything like they fly in front of you and then they ask you for help, or and then they yell at you when you shoot them. Right. But the, and this is my first big complaint: is I legitimately, and maybe just because I haven't played it a lot, maybe if you played it over and over, you would know better. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to shoot at. 
I just shoot at everything. Everything. But then half the time I shoot, and then I get one of them being like, hey, watch your aim, or hey, Anything that's glowing, you can shoot. Right, but they glow. Yeah, so shoot them. Fuck, you can't kill exactly. them. Exactly. Friendly fire isn't on. You can't kill them. God damn it. But like, then why put the, like, why, it, mm, why can't the bad guys glow red and the good guys glow blue or fucking something? Just to do this to you. Just to, <laughs> just to make <laughs> me mad 20 years later. Uh, the, the director of the game is fucking, like, oh, you know what'll be great? In 2020, a podcaster, you guys don't know what podcasting is yet because yeah. it's 1993, but in 2020, <laughs> a podcaster is going to be furious about oh, this. Yeah. Put new characters in that you can shoot. They'll cuss them out. They won't die. They're just going to piss them off. I fucking hate it. I can't tell what to shoot at. And I and it gets worse as you fucking go. Like, and there are good things. I'll get to good things. I'm yeah. just trying to go on about the shit I hate. Uh, I don't like the characters. I get the concept, but I don't like the characters. They get in the fucking way. They're annoying. I find the controls incredibly... I think that's just the limitations. Of the it has to have been. I'm sure on an analog as, stick, well, it's much better. As soon as you went on to the 64, like that was a fucking great yeah. title on 64. So when they had the analog stick, it... it, it revolutionized sure and as i sit here shitting on Star Fox, i'm like yo if they would like release a Star Fox on the switch with maybe the gyro controls or something i yeah. feel like that would actually be pretty dope yeah like, today this game would work perfectly because i'd be able to tell what the fuck i'm shooting at instead of just flashing triangles especially if they didn't fuck with it and actually had it be a flying game like right. i think that's i don't know i'm i forget what it was on i played like a quick demo of a Star Fox where like the ship was flying and then all of a sudden it was like a 3d adventure where i was able to like side strafe and like explore with the ship but i wasn't just linearly right, flying right. forward like it was very i don't know and it just i was like ah, i don't want to explore with my ship i want to fly and like ace fighter combat yeah with a fox Ooh, okay a yeah because that's one of the things and i get that again the limitations of this like the system could barely run this game mm -hmm. like when you play it even i was playing it <clears throat> excuse me i was playing it this morning on my switch on super nintendo online and like and they obviously just like they wanted it to be like a carbon copy print of the Super Nintendo game. Like the fucking lag and the, I'm not a frame rate guy. I'm not one of those guys. It's like, it's only 58 frames per second or fucking whatever. At times, this game is like three frames per second. Like the, the Super <laughs> Nintendo is just like, uh, no, 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 we can't do this. No, yeah. no. And, the, and, then, and then the powers that be were like, oh, yes, you can. And just like stuffed it all in. F x chip fx chip do it and it just it's just it i borderline unplayable at times it fucking drove me insane mm -hmm. did um, you did you beat it when you were a kid i think i did as a kid yeah i want to say i did because like okay so the story uh and mm -hmm. i'm and i'm not gonna shit listen <laughs> if i'm gonna if i'm gonna sit here and suck mario's dick and be the world's biggest mario brothers fan right i cannot shit on Star Fox for a boring story because mario's got the worst story going well i'm i'm pretty sure everybody at nintendo who developed those games like the original all the original nintendo games i think they were all smoking dmt or doing like massive Dude, amounts of lsd because none of it makes sense I would why is there an italian plumber in a fantasy world made by a bunch of japanese dude why isn't he a japanese plumber i, I want to get into shigeru miyamoto's head so bad just to see where he comes up with some of these fucking ideas i'm telling like, you he's insane i love it i yeah. fucking adore that man so much <laughs> so basically if i'm not mistaken the concept of the game is there's a uh, what the fuck's the bad guy's name? Andros. Andros, and right. he lives on Venom. Venom. That's I fucking love that. Yeah. So he lives on this like bad area planet, whatever, yeah. and he's attacking. It, their galaxy is like one twenty by twenty screen. Yeah. Size, so it's easy to get to Venom. Yeah. It takes you about half an hour. Yeah, it takes no time. It's around the corner. Yeah. Uh, While so, flying into other planets, and, and so he's attacking Cor Corneria. Yeah. Which is where all the animals that are 
heroes live, I guess. Because there's a dog general. Yeah. Or admiral or whatever the fuck he is. General Pepper. And he's telling... Okay, so the dog admiral is telling the the rabbit, men, or the rabbit mentor, the fox apprentice, the fat frog sidekick, and the grumpy bird yeah. to go fight the evil monkey. I think he's a gorilla. Whatever, same thing. Fuck off. <laughs> and I don't want to... If you listen to this and you're a monkey, you're the same fucking thing. Uh, and that's basically... That, like And like... I get that, that and like, and that's basically the storyline. Is you you're flying from Corneria, I assume that's how you say it, from Corneria to Venom yeah. through asteroid belts and ships and an and, armada and yeah, yeah, and that's which and is it, the best level, and the, I think which one's that one? The armada where you're, I I can't remember if it. I fly this one in first person, but I don't know if it switches automatically. Is that the one where you go into the ships? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you go and blow up that core. Yeah. Okay. So, cause I did want to give it some props and there is that level's fucking rad. Yeah. Um, and that's basically the whole game is you basically just control the Fox and his friends and you have to get through to fight the gorilla. Yeah. Uh, and you can pick one of three paths. And like I said, it was basically easy, medium or hard. And then this is, this bothered me. The gorilla is like the end boss. Instead of seeing the gorilla or him having some fucking sweet chip, he's a human face that tries to Kirby oh, yeah. you. He tries to Kirby you in, so he'll yeah and suck your ship in, and you have to put the brakes oh, on your fuck. space brakes. I don't know how the fuck that works. Your the, reverse thrusters. This whole game just feels like a a giant tech demo. Yeah. Is what it feels like, yeah, and actually. it's it's almost like they made a tech demo, and then we're like, hey, you know what? If we like put a little more into this, we could sell this. <laughs> and then that's what they they went to Miyamoto, and they're like, hey, can you create something we could put into this tech demo so we could sell it? It's like oh, I just got a pet fox. Yeah, I got an idea. yeah. Or he was like watching National Geographic at home one night, trying to figure out how to like. No, he's watching Adam, Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound. That's <laughs> yes. I literally you just beat me to it. He was watching Fox and the Hound, and he was like, of course. <laughs> Why didn't I think of it? The, the hound will be the general. The fox will be the pilot. The hound tells the fox what to do because the fox learned from the rabbit. <laughs> so, so you control these animals. You go easy, normal, or hard. And basically, like it, it uh, I think easy is like three levels, normal is four, hard is five, or like maybe yeah. four, five, six, or something. Yeah, and it's um, three different paths. Like easy's right through the middle. Yeah, I can't remember if hard. I when I recently played, one, it, I just went straight through the middle. Yeah, one is right through the middle. One's up and one's down. Yeah. Um, and I will say, like they do try to throw a little variety, like because when I think of Star Fox, admittedly, like when I think of Star Fox, my first thought is the levels where you're like over the grass. Yeah, and there's the like the, the big, first level. Right. And there's like big robots carrying beams through and yeah. shit. And, that's like and, the attack on the planet where everyone's from. Yeah. And so like that's what I think of. But yeah. like once you get through that level, then you get up into outer space and stuff like that. And like I, I instantly prefer those. Yeah. To me, that just feels more Star Fox. Like it's more spaceship shooty. I get that the Super Nintendo had limitations and you brought this up earlier and I wanted to get to it. You were like, you can't really like explore. Like at some point you'll go up and the, and the arrows will show up saying go down and you can't go any higher. Yeah. And that was really frustrating to me playing the space levels because the bad guys would be shooting at me. And so I'd go up to dodge <clears throat> and then suddenly hit this invisible ceiling yeah. and then take a bunch of damage. Cause I didn't have time to go back down. Yeah. And I, I mean, I get it that like the Nintendo, they clearly didn't have the means to fucking make a giant open world space game in 1993. No, not with um, what they were doing graphically for the game. Like it just pushed it to the, like you said, pushed it to the limits. Yeah, right? but like I took so much damage just getting stuck at the top of the fucking screen or stuck on the sides or whatever like that. Like it's, I, I feel like it should give you a warning earlier. Like, hey, you're getting close to the top. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So that I would know like, okay, well, I better go back down because I think I can go over this damage and I can't. They could, And they could have easily done something like, you know, had one of your characters pop up. 
annoying the fuck out of you being like stay in formation so yeah. you know like oh yeah, no, yeah. you're going too far out you that'd be stay. a simple way to tell you like yeah, hey yeah. don't go up um because the controls themselves are fine yeah for, for what they were like like you said the having a thumbstick would have been way better but that, the time that wasn't a thing they work like i will say that like from all the times i died i felt like the controls very rarely killed me like it yeah. was again a ton of it was getting stuck on the fucking edge of the screen like a ton of it mm-hmm. um and then there are aspects because i think it's way more fun to play in first person mode i do too um, I, I think on planets i would play in third just for moving around all yeah the shit. there wasn't i felt like, like there wasn't enough and the seeing the floor Right. yeah because there but, were certainly times yeah where like i uh, especially in like some i tried playing it on hard mode right before you came in and on like the second level you're in space or whatever and there's just like debris fucking everywhere like not like asteroids but like they're just like ships beams and ships and shit and like in first person it's impossible to fucking die i have no idea how to dodge it like i just i was dying so fast shoot it all but like some of it you hear the like tink 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 and like it's not fucking hurting it yeah. i was Oh my god! I was just like, "Fuck this game and its ass." This game, yeah. I fucking hate it. I I don't hate it. I almost hate it. Um, okay. I feel like I'm. Uh, do you have, do you have anything you want to? Sh- I've shit all over this game. Before we go positive, do you have anything you want to shit on? Because like, I feel like all I've done is yell at this game for twenty minutes. So normally, like on lots of the games we cover, because you know I get to handpick what game Adam has to talk about everything. I just get to handpick what I want to <laughs> talk about. So I'm always like, "Oh, the soundtrack. This soundtrack sucked." yeah the soundtrack it's, it's, normally i'm promoting soundtracks like in tony hawk or in i can't even remember what else but in chrono trigger is another one i love the soundtrack for yeah. chrono trigger and like the final fantasy games but this one the soundtrack it wasn't worth you know it was just repetitive it's you know limited to the sound of the the super nintendo so it just wasn't anything great and it yeah. wasn't like you know with those other mentioned games they spent time like with tony hawk you know they were like oh what are cool skater songs so they spent time putting good music in it with uh, the Final Fantasy games, like they had a composer who, you know, like you can listen to that music by a symphony. Same with like Legends of Zelda. That they they have symphony orchestras that travel playing that music, so it's just iconic and and has uh, stood the test of time. You don't have a symphony orchestra playing the Star Fox no, soundtrack. No. <laughs> like, well, like I'm torn. Like I honestly don't. I don't know anything about game development. I've said that on here countless times. I don't know. Like I don't know if maybe they were like, hey, we don't have enough like memory or resources left in the game to put sound in because like it, clearly the graphical engine of this game pushes it to the fucking limit right, right i don't know if that's what it is or again and i really feel like maybe this was what it was is it was like a tech demo and they were like hey let's just make this a game and yeah. they just plugged it in and were like come up with some fucking soundtrack like put something in there you know yeah, what i mean yeah exactly They're like people people will play it based on the novelty of the 3d space which it was at the time it was novel but like now you play it and it literally feels like the like first 3d poly fucking just and the first that's the it first you know it's and that's broken that's a positive and a negative right like, yeah because you know i don't know for lots of things i never get the first thing i always wait for the second thing, of course knowing right. that the first thing is gonna be shit and like i literally like i mean because like i've come on here many times and said like i feel like the playstation one nintendo 64 era has not aged well and i'll still die on that hill i, I feel yeah. like that uh, this feels like one of those games running on a Super Nintendo. Yeah. And it's just broken. I, it's probably like one of the big uh, influences to the N64 though. Like has to be. Seeing yeah. what they could do and be yeah. like, oh, this is a direction we can go. Yeah, right? ha- I believe that has yeah. to be. Um, okay, so, so, so soundtrack an, sucks. Soundtrack sucks. And I mean, that's something that like in any kind of storytelling narrative, uh, 
a sound, a good soundtrack, like a good orchestra, a good, you know, even if it's like 8-bit sound or 16-bit sound, having a good soundtrack can enhance a game or a movie or a television totally. show yep. to like the next level. And it's something that people subconsciously pick up on. Totally. Like yeah. you don't consciously, oh, this is really good. But the Matrix soundtrack, for example, is so iconic. Right. Or those other games I mentioned are so iconic right. of the soundtrack that when I hear the Chrono Trigger music, like I instantly am taken back and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, I don't, if I heard the Star Fox soundtrack, I wouldn't even know what I was listening to. Totally. Yeah. I feel like that with Mega Man. Like I adore the Mega Man games on their oh, own. And great, but the great music example. is so good yeah, in those yeah. games. It fires you up. And, and timeless. Like those, that music from those games gets remixed into uh, EDM soundtrack. Like yeah. EDM yeah. songs all the fucking time. Yeah. Right? Like it's great. Whereas music. like this, yeah. I mean, you guys have already heard some of the music by the time we got into this, and it's just kind of like, Eh, yeah, whatever. You should just do the voice lines for the intro. Because yeah, that's that's my other negative thing is the fucking Charlie Brown style like voice. Right. You remember though, like I mean, dude, even as far as the Nintendo sixty four Nintendo fucking Nintendo still barely puts voice acting in their fucking games. Yeah, yeah. They certainly weren't gonna do it in nineteen ninety three on that fucking thing. Well, and my complaint is like you have Slippy. You have the fucking uh, Peppy, and then you have Falco, like the deepest voice. Because Falco's an asshole. Well, I was like, why doesn't Fox have a deep voice? He's a fucking bird. Fox should have the deep voice. He's an actual carnivorous animal. Yeah, but... Like, he's the most ruthless out of all three of the... Falco's the biggest... I fucking love Falco. I want a Falco game. I said three. I'm dumb. Um, Okay, so that's what's bad. Quick math. That's all the stuff that's bad. The controls are bad. The graphics are bad. The gameplay is not great. The storyline sucks, and the music sucks. So it's a bad Uh, game. Don't (laughs) don't play this game. (laughs) Now that we've literally shit on every aspect of Star Fox, uh, there's some fun stuff in this game, too. So uh, one of the things they do really well is they... uh, Howard Hughes did this in one of his films. He realized that uh, when you have... Like fighting, um, I, for him it was airplanes, like biplanes too, because it was a World War One movie. I forget what the movie was called too. Um, but when you have planes flying and you don't have any reference points, you can't tell how fast they're going. So on all the planets and in space, there's always something to reference how fast you're going to give you a, a sense of forward momentum, right? Oh, yeah. So on the planets, they have little dots everywhere on the ground. Yeah. And you feel like you're flying over those dots. I thought that was such a nice little... And I didn't notice this in 93. Like, I was a dumb kid. I didn't notice this two hours ago. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> But I right. recently replayed it, and I was like, oh, hey, no, that's a really cool like way to get around something that maybe when they initially released it, they didn't have those, and so they yeah. didn't have like a scope of of how fast you were moving. You would have had a scope that you were moving because, uh, you know, objects were getting bigger as you right. flew past them. But this gives you like, oh, I'm fucking flying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Dude, I never thought of that. You're right. That so is I, just... I thought that was a real subtle thing that was like, oh, this is a good aspect to the game. Yeah, I fucking right. I literally never thought of that till right now. I like that too. And then the other thing I love about this game, and again, it's not a thing I noticed in 93. If I had read the instruction manual of anything, maybe I would have known this, but the super dark like little nod that they have so like when they made the game they realized that flying at high g-forces can kill you by having your blood pool in your legs so all of the the arrowing arrowing i have no arrowing pilot the star fox pilots the, yeah all the, the pilots squad yeah yeah <laughs> the animal squad the animal that's squad. way better that's than their whatever. new name the <laughs> animal squad <laughs> yeah You've heard of Animal House. Get ready for Animal <laughs> Squad. In space, featuring Fox McCloud. <laughs> if you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? 
It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans in tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Fuck. So, um, so, they, so they're blood pools. Yeah, so if you're flying at high Gs, your blood will pool in your legs and it'll kill you. So all of the animal squad has their legs amputated and they have metal prosthetics on the bottom. What? So when you, when you look at pictures of them, when I was a kid, I used to draw, like like I would draw, that's, that's what instruction manuals for me were picture references sure. to draw from, right? Sure. I'd draw like Chrono Trigger and shit like that. So you're drawing and you're like, oh, they got cool metal boots. Like, no, no, they actually are amputees and have I, no bottom legs. Holy fuck, I'm looking at a picture of Fox right now and... Yeah, it doesn't. What the fuck? I never he, noticed. He is that. an amputee. All of them are. They can't handle the G force, so they cut off their fucking legs. <laughs> Does it say that in the instruction book? I don't know if it says it in the instruction book, but it's like a dark fact yes, about look, the game. He's got no legs. Holy fuck! All right, well, so, so this is all the things that are bad about the game. What's good about the game? They have no legs. <laughs> That's what's good about the game. They're all amputees. They're all amputees. They're they're heroic uh, disabled people. Wow. Uh, I think they cut off their legs by choice. That doesn't make them disabled. That makes. I'm them... gonna end the. <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna end the podcast on that. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> Okay, what I, I thought I thought that was cool. Like it's a weird, a cool it's touch. a super. It's they have these real subtle touches to the game where I'm like, oh, like I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah, that especially is a cool as a touch. kid, even as an adult, I wouldn't be like, oh, the G's that they're flying. At. Right. Like, it's such a weird thing to think of. And again, it's like just a nod to the creators being yeah. like, oh, you guys were smoking DMT and making <laughs> video games. Like your studio must have been awesome back in the day. So, here's. A good and bad thing about it. Here's my conflict with this game. I prefer the shooting in first person, like out of the cabin or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah. it's so I, much more fun. You have those like that green like crosshairs thing and, and the then two you see things. Your wings. Yeah. You have two little yeah. triangles to represent your um, wings. So you can, you know, do that the, barrel do a barrel do roll. Do a barrel roll. Oh, that's in the sixty four. <laughs> yeah. One. Everybody knows that though. Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Um Stupid. I prefer the combat like that infinitely. Uh having yeah, I said that you could do a barrel roll in the SNES one. Yeah, I think you, you could. I think you could go. No, you could take them sideways, and then if you double tapped it, it you would could? do the, you do the spin. Oh, yeah, 
because they um, didn't say do a barrel roll. So I just well, it's because they couldn't talk. And if you look down to read it, yeah, exactly. You look down to read it, you die. Uh, so you fucking. I prefer the combat in the first person, but trying to dodge stuff in first person is fucking impossible. And I will say, dude, especially in some of the later levels, like, and you mentioned that one. I can't remember the name of it now. The one where you go into the ship. Oh, um, that's the Armada. That is fucking sick and it it almost feels like a 3d battle toads at points but much easier yeah. uh where you're trying to like <laughs> dodge the, the hardest game ever made. Ha- ever uh you're you're controlling like your ship through this fucking giant ship and you're like there's less combat and more about you're like going up and down yeah. or or tilting it like you said you could tilt it 90 degrees and then have it be like a vertical ship yeah and you're going through these little beams and it's really not that hard but it feels fucking awesome and like that's exactly it. It feels like you are an ace fighter pilot yeah, in yeah. space. And you could shoot. They'd have little arrows, and you'd shoot the arrow, so then it'd flip the other way, and you'd be like, oh, okay, so it's going to go yeah. that way. Yeah. It's, when I was a kid, I would shoot it and be like, oh, it's telling me to be on that side. So yeah, I'd yeah. shoot it and then go that side, and it would not It would move the other way, or I'd just smoke it and be like, oh. What's crazy to me is that a game that's based upon flying these spaceships at crazy speeds through space is more fun in an enclosed environment when you're flying through but it's so much more fun and then the boss and i will also give it credit like i actually enjoyed most of the boss fights in this game yeah as frustrating as i found a lot of the combat and the dodging shit when you actually get to a boss fight and then excuse me it's video game 101 every boss in the history of video games their weaknesses glow or flash or something like it just that's just what video game bosses do and in these ones they're so obvious that you see the little flat it almost is like contra like where you see the little flashing thing and you're like well i know what i have to shoot yeah and then after you shoot it a bunch usually it breaks and then you have to shoot some other part and some other part yeah um thoroughly enjoyed the boss fights in this game all of them i think all of them were great and you uh, mentioned the one where you fight the core thing Uh, yeah i think that's the coolest one you're trying to dodge these electric beams and the ship is spinning around you. And you have to shoot the beams closed and then yeah. and then shoot the core. Yeah. And, it's and then you take off ship. out of the ship as yeah. it's exploded. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Like I was like I was like, this whole game should just be boss fights. It'd be so much more fun. Yeah. Uh, boss fights and flying through the ships. Yeah. So much more fun. Well, I think initially when you go in the ship, your autopilot kicks in. But I always when I was a kid, I was like, this would be so much cooler if you had to it's that initial like you're going through a hallway getting in the ship and it's like Oh yeah, yeah. We're like it's just like a cutscene almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it would be awesome if you could fly like that. Like oh yeah, like actually like around corners, around corners and stuff. Because it's that's the 3D aspect of the game that they didn't quite have enough to utilize. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed the fuck out of that. Like it it felt like two different games. So like the core is your favorite boss. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he's on Venom. It's that spider boss where he starts out like. And it's this very distinct, oh, like, yeah, clicking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he has these giant legs, and he comes ripping out, and he's like a he's like a ground unit at first, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you start shooting at him, and you're shooting the legs, and his legs slowly lift up, and he, then he's a spinning, flying And then he's saucer. flying around. And then you keep shooting him, and he starts launching the legs at you like giant missiles. Yeah. Fuck, I love that boss. It, Dude, like, the boss fights are, again, like, I'm not trying to, I don't know how they develop games, but, like... It really feels like they uh, they they did the it was a it was a tech demo and they're like all right let's make it into a game and it really feels like they focused on the boss fights first and made them awesome and they're yeah. like well we better put some levels in to make it get to the boss and the levels aren't as fun like steering through the ships is fun but other than that like when you're on like the main planet and stuff it I I feel like it gets old very fast yeah. it's just like just shoot anything that flashes and just and fly to the end of the level till like the last level there's a couple unique. They're not bosses, they're like mini bosses, I guess. But again, it's it's if it's a mini boss, it's still they focused on it. There's like that one where it's like it goes and it clones itself. 
and then as you're shooting it, it becomes like a giant centipede. Like it, I don't know. It there's some cool like eh, he wasn't quite a boss, but right. Uh, just I don't know. I just it's it feels like a ton of like empty space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, I'm yeah. sure they just couldn't fill it with anything else. But it's yeah. just a ton of empty space. And that's the jump between the Super Nintendo one to the N64. Like sure. that, they filled it in N64. Sure. And again, like it really fascinates me that they don't do. I mean, who knows? By the time this episode goes live, maybe Nintendo will have announced the Star Fox game on the uh, on the because Switch. of this episode. Maybe because <laughs> of this episode. I don't know. All I'm saying is, I just it surprises me that they haven't really done more with this with this franchise. Because, like, admittedly, playing this game, I was like, I can see the the cool parts of this. It just hasn't again in '93. We were probably like, this is sick. I thought it was. In, I thought it was amazing in '93. It was in, one of the like I. I had. I owned Chrono Trigger, Maximum Carnage, this game, The Legends of Zelda, and Mario. Mario World. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a lineup. That was that was what I owned. That right everything, there. Everything else I had to rent. Right? That right there is why the Super Nintendo is one of the greatest consoles of all time. Because like, look five, at the game you just said. I yeah, mean, those are those are like the mint games. And Star Fox was great if you only had a little bit of time to play. So yeah. you just you know. Or, yeah, it was. or if you were in competition with someone to get a high score. Yeah, because like, they, they gave you percentages for how well you did. On that's them. right. You could get a score, and then at the end of each level, you could see how much damage like your three sidekicks took. And they, and I think if one of them died, they were dead. Yeah. Like, they didn't help you for the rest of the game. Not that Good. they fucking do anything Good. anyway. And like even when you get to the boss fights, like where the fuck? I was like, uh, you're like fighting that core thing, and you're like, hey, Slippy, where the fuck are you now? And he's like, nowhere. Doesn't yeah. even answer you. <laughs> he's just fucking Falco. I imagine Falco just floating outside the <laughs> ship, being like, fuck him. He can do it. Fuck yeah. him. You see Fox, they see Fox flying in. They're like, oh, oh, uh, actually, oh. if Fox dies, I'll be in charge. Fuck him. Let him die. Yeah. I mean, so. the Amada, the Amada is pretty much destroyed. We'll just hang out out here while he destroys it. Yeah, place. that's all they do. I, uh, and then you get out and they're like, hey, help me. Little help. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Whatever. It's, I know I've been pretty rough on it. I get it, though. It's, it's, it's a 27 year old game. It uh, it's it's basically for my money a very glorified demo. It's older than most of your listeners. It is older than a lot of our fucking listeners. It launched as it launched a, a franchise ish ish. Um, yeah, sort of. If it's, anything, it's in Smash Brothers. It's a franchise. Two of them are in Smash Brothers. Yeah. So Falco. three of them because Dark Fox is in Smash Brothers. Oh, uh, Wolf, Wolf, whatever the fuck. Yeah. So like, there's three Smash Brothers characters based on Star Fox. So we're just yeah. not getting any more Star Fox games. Did you play Star Fox 2? I just quickly wanted to touch on it before we shut this down. Not yet. I literally fired up for the first time today. Good. Uh, seems okay. It definitely seems like a more polished version of Star Fox 1. You could pick like any of the characters you want to control. They added two girl characters. Um, the female, the blue wolfy fox thing? No, I think one's like a I, I don't even know what her name is. She's a, part of the 3D adventure game. She oh, has okay. like a staff and she's like a tribal hippie oh, fox thing. Okay. I don't know. I, I didn't play as them. I played as, as Falco. Right? I had Fox yeah. and Falco. Cause, Fuck yeah. Uh, but it, it, I, I'm surprised they didn't release it. Like, I, I just, I mean, maybe, because, I mean, obviously they had it, like, 99% developed if they dropped it onto the Super Nintendo Classic. Like, maybe they just thought, like, hey, the Nintendo 64 is, is either out or about to come out. It's already doing this way better if we put the money into printing and release it. Because especially back then, you guys, like, there was no digital sales in fucking the mid-90s. If they wanted to release a game, you could buy those cartridges and all the chips and print the boxes and ship it. It Maybe they just deal. felt like it was just not worth the money. Like, yeah. it might have been all it was. It could have been that. You know? It could have been, like, a limited release in Japan. I just don't... really surprises me that it never showed up until now. Like, it... And then we got it for free on the Super Nintendo Classic, and we got it for... for well, I mean, free. You had to buy the Super Nintendo Classic and buy Nintendo Online, but, like, I'm blown away that it didn't show up on, like, the Wii Virtual Console or the Wii U Virtual Console or something. Like, yeah. 
it just seems insane to me that they had this game just sitting there that they could have charged almost a touch of a premium for because people would have paid for it to try a new game. And it could have been just the amount of time that had passed. You know, like it Maybe. was on the back shelf and people had forgotten about it. So Maybe. Somebody uncovered it. Some, <laughs> it, it some feels... Nintendo archaeologist going through the archives and, whoa, Star Fox 2. That's oh, what it feels fuck. like. It feels like they found an old flash drive or something and were like, hey, what's on this? And they were like, holy fuck there's a game on here and then you just released it yeah so. that's actually what happened that's yeah like, that's i think that official, is what happened. that's the now official story that is what happened so yeah. uh you heard it here you got any other uh any thoughts on Star Fox before we score this bad boy and shut her down no that's pretty much it i i covered everything i really wanted to talk about it i i beat it that's that's i'm proud of that that stupid that. fucking face and that the hard mode no, no, I'm a bitch. I play it on easy. I'm yeah, me too. 34 years old. I don't do anything that's hard anymore. I'll tell you, man, looking at the scores right now, like just like on, on Wikipedia, like 35 out of 40, 34 out of 40, 5 out of 5, 9 out of 10, 95, 96, 93. I, I, that, that almost blows me away. But then it's, I got to take myself back to 1993. This was a big deal. In 93, it was a revolutionary game. It just, it just it, to me, the Super Nintendo has aged incredibly well. Same as the Sega. Listen, yeah. I know I shit on Sega a lot, but like the Sega Genesis, like those two, that 16-bit era has aged very well. Not every game, but like the the two D games are, are. Oh, I am too. I I played like one game on the Sega, and I oh. say Sonic, like it's a fun game. That's what I'm saying though. Is like those games are as playable today as they were. If I it just sucked, don't know, then it I don't sucks know, now. Don't know any other Sega. Gen- oh, the Aladdin game. I played the Disney games on them. So yeah, like I, that, I don't know any other Sega Genesis games that. That era aged well, and this game didn't. And it's so rare to me that a game from that era didn't age well. But this this game just hasn't. Like, if you if you haven't played it since then, maybe fire it up once for for nostalgia's sake on your Super Nintendo or on your Nintendo Online on your Switch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but on that, you're good. Smoke a huge amount of weed and then play it. It'll be a trippy as fuck. Oh Christ! Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, fucking. They, you'd be like that frog. I fucking hate that frog. <laughs> uh, um, uh, okay. Uh, on a uh, what are we gonna score this thing out of? Um, I'm trying to think of unique ways to fucking score these games. Ten out of ten. Gold blooms. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. No, no, no. How about how about out of? Um, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, uh, from an A to an F. A to an F. A to an F. What what grade would you give Star Fox? Same grades I got in school. C plus, C- baby. Seize <laughs> <laughs> um, a pass. You know what? I would give it a B. B B no like a B plus because it was ambitious. Like he said, it might have been a tech demo uh, that they made into a game. I don't know. I didn't like the music that takes it away from an A or an S. Yeah. Um, and it's quick and easy. Or, you know, easy in air quotes. Like, it's just a quick game. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot to it. But I feel like it was a really good stepping stone. It was revolutionary at the time. Uh, that, that puts it above, like, a C or a, a D. Like, it definitely puts it in that solid B. All right. There were things they could have done better. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and one of the things I wanted to say, I like that they they could have just had, like, one style of weapon. But yeah. you actually could upgrade your weapon two times, right? So that was cool. Oh, yeah, because you could find stuff, right? Yeah, there was, like, a little... It was, like, a little set of lasers and you'd fly through it and then all of a sudden instead of having a single laser from the front of your that's ship, right you'd have two and you could upgrade it one more and instead of being lasers it'd be these big like plasma balls and then yeah and then you had like your bombs and stuff yeah i uh you know what listen i uh i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a d i'm gonna give it a d Whoa! yeah for and i played it as a kid but here's the thing you guys since i started this show almost two years ago i have played so many retro games that i'd never played before 
And 90% of them, as a retro gamer and as a video game fan, I'm like, this is still playable today. Yeah. I'm still enjoying this today. I didn't enjoy this. I was like, this has not aged well. This, I can't figure out what the fuck to dodge. I don't know what I'm supposed to be shooting at. I hate my teammates. The story sucks. The music sucks. With the exception of the boss fights and flying through ships, I don't think it's fun. And and I and listen, I, I don't I, I there's only one other retro game that I have fired up and played for the first time ever uh to prepare for this podcast that I was like, this kind of sucks. And we haven't talked about it yet. Uh so I'll tell you what it is off the air. And when okay. that episode eventually comes up, I'll be like, You guys remember when I mentioned that there was one other game? It's this one. Yeah. Um And what everybody got from your rant just now is that you suck at video games. Yeah, I do suck at video <laughs> games. I have a let's play series called Adam Sucks at Video Games. Yeah. I suck at video games. Yeah. Everybody's I, like, he didn't figure out what to shoot in Star Fox. Oh, everything shoot was everything. glowing. But that's it. You shoot everything. No, that's real fucking creative. Shoot everything. Right. Fuck right off. That's all I want to do. Contra was fucking 10 years older than this. Or whatever the fuck it is. It's not that old. But it's on it, NES. It is. And you didn't shoot everything. You shot the bad guys. And it looked better. And it played better. And it was more fun. And it was harder. But I beat it. Because it wasn't Because 3D. it was better to play. It was 3D. Star Side Fox. Fuck Jeez, you baby. and Star Fox. <laughs> I'm cheering for the gorilla. Um, <laughs> good. At least you know he's a gorilla now, or whatever the fuck he is. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Yep. That was good. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. Tyler, thank you for coming over and talking about Star Fox and Friends with me and to every single one of you that reached out with well wishes and downloaded old episodes of the show to get your fix while I was gone and that came back after our little absence there. Thank you so much. Let's keep this thing growing. I'm so excited to see where we end up before we get to episode 100. My goal, as I've mentioned, was to get to 20,000 downloads by episode 100. We're at almost 30,000 downloads and we're not even at 85 yet. So I can't wait to see where this thing ends up. I will be back next week with episode 83. And if you haven't already signed up, please, please consider patreon.com slash remember the game. It's only $2. I'm going to be doing shout outs next week. I'm going to be doing the prize draw next week. And you have 14 bonus episodes with a 15th coming on Monday about a certain blue knight who likes to swing a shovel. Uh, and uh, you get access to all those for just two bucks a month. Patreon.com slash remember the game. Please give us a good review. Please follow us on social media at remember the game. I'll follow you back and I'll talk to you again in a few days. Take it easy, guys. It's good to be back. Cheers. <laughs>